So the peace of the Lord be with you. So why don't you get up and greet each other with the peace of the Lord. Pass the peace, that's what it's called. We do this because we believe that you can actually share peace with one another and bless one another. It's a relational thing, the way God made our brains. As those relational circuits get turned on, as we enjoy experiencing each other's presence, it actually does bring peace to us. So reassurance, comfort, encouragement. And if you're out there, pass peace to whoever's in your home. Give each other a hug. Bless each other. Yeah, okay, everybody, move back to your seats now. Not your, well, we're actually asking that you would kind of, con- well, I guess we can have five tables, but it would be great if we have at least four people at a table, all right, for this next part. So, yeah, why don't you guys over in that table, why don't you move over here, spread out between these four tables? One, two, three, four, okay? Great. So, we're going to, we're actually going to spend a little bit of time interceding. We're going to spend some time interceding uh, for peace. Peace in our world. Um, so actually though, what I'd like to start with is around your tables, I want you just to begin to thank God for the peace that we're currently experiencing in our country. All right. So I know it's not all peaceful, but we're not at war, right? So... So thank God, and if you can think of examples, go ahead and do that. But around your tables, just thank God for peace. And at home as well. And while you're at it, why don't you thank the Lord too for love and joy? Yeah. So just as we have experienced the peace of God, just as we've experienced his love and joy, we're going to ask God and we're to pass that peace to the rest of the world. So I want to, so I want us to begin to pray. You can even let's let's just I'll start and then in your on your tables or around your tables go ahead and continue to pray. So we just we say peace be with you, Gaza Strip. We pray your peace, Lord, over that land and over the the peoples of Israel and the Palestinians. God, we pray for reconciliation. God, we pray for your love. God, we know that there are many there that are your followers that believe in you, Yeshua, that follow you, Jesus. We pray for peace and protection in Jesus' name. And we pray peace over Ukraine. We pray peace. We, We just speak peace over that land and over those people. And we pray, God, that your, your presence, your, your peace, God, your people live in both of those countries, in Ukraine and Russia. We pray for peace in your name, Jesus. So around your tables, just begin to pray and intercede for peace. Yeah, Lord, you are on um, peace. And only in your presence, God, can can we find peace. And so we pray, God, that your people would become your your peace. 
and would bring your peace, God, to all of the troubled lands across this world. Um, Yeah, God, empower them and help them, even in the midst of their struggles and despair, to be people of peace, God. And we do pray, um, Jesus, for, um, for miraculous and divine intervention and an end to all war and conflict in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we're, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Scott talked about it last week, and it is something that we have the ability to not only demonstrate, but to give to others. There are many believers in both in all of the countries that are currently at war um, who have the ability to pass peace from God, to share His peace with others. Even though when we're talking about the fruit, we're talking primarily about our relationship with one another, not with the world around us. Our relationship with the world around us is reflected in our relationship with one another. We together, if we're a people of peace, bring peace to the world. We together, if we're a people of love, demonstrate the love of Christ to the world around us. And today we're talking about forbearance, which is kind of even more than just patience. Think about patience as often translated as patience, but it means more than that. And we together, as we forbear with one another, become a people who are um, patient in this way, And our relationships with one another express this character or virtue of God. That's what we're talking about here. These are all virtues of God that we express because of our relationship with Him. And it's out of this relationship with each other and with the Lord that this fruit is born and shows the world who God is, right? That's why in John 15 it says, they will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. So And the true, they will know you're my disciples by the peace that you experience when you're with each other. They will know you're my disciples by the joy that you have in your relationships with each other. And they will know that you are my disciples by how you forbear with one another, right? How you treat each other like I treated you. The word forbearance um, actually is made up of two words, mar. Macros, which means long, and thumos, which means passion. So long passion is, is one way you could translate it. Long suffering is another that it's often translated, or forbearance is probably more accurate. It's more than just being patient with somebody. It, um, for a circumstantial situation, it's being patient with somebody who's causing you trouble or creating suffering for you in some way. Someone who owes you something and you rightfully deserve that thing, but you just you choose not to kind of get it from them or to receive it from them. You wait because of your relationship with them. Probably that Lori and I were talking about this last night. One of her favorite passages in Scripture really reflects what forbearance is. It's not a New Testament passage. We're going to look at those together. It's an Old Testament passage. It's Psalm 103, right? Psalm 103, verse 7, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, right? 
As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Right? Anyway, it goes on. You guys know that scripture. That's a great picture of God's forbearance for us, right? His, pa- his compassion, his passion, his patience with us, even though we often do things, not just alone, but together in our relationship with each other that deserve um, punishment, right? That deserve, um, you know, less than we often get because of his love for us and his patience with us, his forbearance. So there are, um, you know, there are a number of scriptures that actually use the Greek word that's translated as, we translate as patience or forbearance. Um, It's makrothumia, if you put them together um, in this, and that are found in the New Testament. There are actually 14 different passages where it's used, and each one kind of talks uh, about this in a way that helps us understand it better. So what I did was I actually created printouts with those, at least seven, nine of those on it. And what I'd like you to do is, Lori's going to pass them out. Everyone should have one, not just a table, but each person. There's enough for everybody here, I think. There are more copies here as well. Is around your, around your tables, each person should take maybe two of the verses and go ahead and read through them and just kind of reflect on what are, what, what are we, what, what's the advantage of this, of, of, this, of, uh, of this patience, this forbearance of God, right? What are the benefits of it? How is forbearance communal? What, and I would add to it, what are the advantages or challenges of it being communal? And how is forbearance connected with the first three fruit, love, joy, and peace? All right? So why don't you just spend a couple minutes, each person by themselves, reading through. Divide up the verses around your table. Decide who's going to read one, each one. Each person read two of the, of the short passages, actually, not verses. Read two of those passages. And then, and then after a couple minutes, I'll call you back together and you guys can begin to discuss what are the benefits, how is it communal, and how is it connected with love, joy, and peace. And if you're connected online, I did send this to you, a link to a Google Doc that you can open up and make a copy of if you want uh, to kind of look on at the same time, right? What are the benefits? How is it communal? And how is it interconnected with love, joy, and peace? So um, again, we're talking about forbearance. So it's about being, in some ways it's patience, but more carries with it the idea of being consistent or enduring through hardship and misfortune. Uh, it's about a, being a people who don't easily lose heart or give up or lose their temper, right? Um, even if there's injustice coming against them. It's about having or showing patience in spite of suffering or troubles, especially those caused by other people. It's not so much circumstances or situations as it is by others. So a people who are long-suffering, show restraint, 
and aren't easily stirred to anger. Why don't you begin to discuss around your table? You don't have to answer all the questions. Just pick one and talk about it. You don't, we don't have a lot of time, and we'll talk about the three together, and everybody will have an opportunity to reflect on them. So, so go ahead and pick a question and start talking about it. You don't have to go in order or you don't have to answer all the questions, all right? Just start talking. You could start with, how is forbearance interconnected with love, joy, and peace? It's up to you. All right. So what are, I'm going to call us back together. I apologize. There's a lot of interesting stuff here. Good Bible study. What are, what are the benefits of us demonstrating forbearance with one another? What are the benefits that you saw? You can, if you have something you want to say that's longer, you can take the mic or you can just say if it's short, you can just say it out loud and I'll repeat it. Yeah, it helps you maintain a bond of peace together, right? It's really important for unity in the body. Do you want to do you want to repeat it, Alex? Here. Here's the microphone. What did I say? You say it. Yeah. She was talking about um if we are patient, we um, and we're trying to evaluate or see something, and it relates to judgment in the Romans 2 passage, that if we hold back, we can often avoid making mistakes because we are going, well, I'm not going to just react right away here. We're going to be patient. I'm going to evaluate this. I may still feel the same afterwards, but at least I haven't gone forward. I've been patient enough to pull back to then not make a mistake. So slow to speak, quick to forgive. Right. Where does that go? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Someone else? What are, what's the advantage of forbearance, expressing forbearance to each other? So patience leads to peace. Hmm. What I... I was thinking about the fact that judgment and condemnation often leads to the cutting off of communication and relationship. Yeah. But forbearance allows us to continue the relationship without interacting with someone in a spirit of condemnation, and that is expressing Christ's love. Yep. Yep. Hold on a sec. Be right back. Patience is hopeful and forward-looking, like the farmer who's waiting for the rain and waiting for the harvest. We are waiting for the Lord's return. We're hopeful, and we're being patient and forbearing with each other as we prepare together. You sang a song about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
one thought that occurred to me is that in extending uh, patience and forbearance to others, uh, we also extend that to ourselves because if we're really honest with ourselves, we recognize how difficult it is to effect uh, genuine transformation in our lives and how long that takes and how painful that can be. So, um, yes, speaking for myself, yes. speaking <laughs> speaking for myself. So, uh, so it, it, in in giving ourselves a break, we need to extend that to others in in a spirit of forbearance and, and patience. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. What what about the question? How is it related to love, joy, and peace? Now I put the communal one in there to stir things up. Maybe people want to say something, but as you talk about it, Nor, it becomes more obvious you can't really have forbearance if it's not done in the context of community, right? So maybe that sounds too easy. But but I think what happens often is we we often look at it from an individualistic perspective and we think about. God's fruit bear, born in ourself, and it was never intended for that. It was intended for us together in our relationship with one another. So I just want to steer us away from that again because our individualistic society and mindset always points us in that direction. It's not about you pulling yourself up by your bootstrap. It's not about you trying to figure this out on your own. It's about us together learning how to love one another. That's the lead into the next question. So what does love, joy, and peace have to do with it? Well, I'm not going to sing what's love's got to do with it, but um, I I will say that Tina, go Tina. There's a there's a a bit of a um, uh, uh, dilemma I think one has because if you exhibit forbearance to others, it might cause internally for you to not feel as much peace and joy if somebody else is causing you distress. Okay, and, and so. Uh, I don't have a solution to that, but I, I'm just realizing the dynamic that it's not always easy to be forbearing because that means you are yeah. perhaps taking on some of the problems yourself. Okay. And then, uh, I was struck by the fact that forbearance is very difficult to do by yourself, that you actually need, I mean, a lot of times you don't see the, the speck that's in your own eye. I mean, you need somebody else's perspective to see things that you're not seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. And pruning is interesting because if you're part of a branch, you don't self-prune yourself. You let other people prune you. So I, I think that there is a, a deep corporate communal aspect to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's interrelated to the idea of bearing fruit in John 15 that's connected to this. Yeah. Someone else? Love, joy, peace? Here, you can. Don't don't we choose forbearance because of love? Say more. You have to say it in there so people behind the camera can. So uh, it's because of love that we choose patience. We forbear with each other 
because of love, because we have God's love in us right. coming through us. Uh, somebody may cause us difficulty. Somebody may, you know, push all our buttons, rub us the wrong way, um, cause us inconvenience even. <laughs> yeah. But we, because of love, we choose to forbear with them and let it go. Thank you. So to respond to Doug, I'm I'm wondering how much of it is for parents if I'm sitting here seething um, behind my smile at what someone's doing, but I'm being patient about it. Is that really forbearance? Or is that just me kind of controlling my own external, you know, response? Well, I mean... I think forbearance has to have this peace and 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 love tied into it. It can't be forbearance if it doesn't have those. Yeah, Yeah, well, you need more of that. Yeah. Um, Just going back a little bit to the benefits in the first reference here in Romans 2, it leads to repentance. So our judgment of somebody may not lead to their repentance. It probably won't. But for them to come to the realization themselves that, oh, I've been wrong. I need to confess. I need to repent. I need to change. And if you think of yourself as well, sometimes you realize when, you know, all of a sudden, you know, oh, man, I really didn't do well in that situation or with that person. Yeah. I need to change. Yeah. You need to be a, you need to be at a peace with yourself before you can help others be at peace, and that means um, realizing who you are in Christ, and help others uh, grow further in their own relationship. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're all done here. Now I think you see the the interconnectedness. The more you talk about it, you realize that you can't. Forbearance is hard. That's. It's of all the things that's probably one of the hardest. Maybe they get harder as it goes on, right? Um, and it's so it's you have to experience the know the love of God for you and each other. You have to know you have to experience the peace and even be at joy um, in order to be able to forbear difficult circumstances or situations or it just becomes impossible, right? Like I'm gritting my teeth because I really am angry at this person or even hate them, but I'm pretending to love them, you know? It's not the same. I I think when we compare and contrast how the world expresses or what it thinks of love, joy, and peace, it's very much about me, quote, right? Me, personally, it's for me, right? So love is what I, something I get out of it in relationship because what I'm getting out of it, Right? Right? Joy is circumstantial, and so is peace. It's about my situation or circumstances, but that's far different than what Scripture teaches us about those virtues. Right, They're fruit of a relationship with God that come irregardless of the circumstances or situations that we're in. Right, We're supposed to be able to experience joy irregardless, or peace irregardless. Even, if, even people right now um, in Gaza or in Ukraine that are in the midst of war can experience the peace of the Lord. Right? Because God is with them. Because they have each other. Right? 
that's what it's about, right? I know that there are, there are others who are going to, and, and it's something we pass and give to each other when we're struggling, right? It comes out of community and relationship. And what does it do? It shows the world this is what God is. God is a God of love. God is a God of peace. God is a God of joy, and God is a God of patient forgiveness and forbearance. Think about it, right? It's pretty amazing when you, when you put all those together. You know, and if you look at the scripture, there's lots of benefits. It not only leads us to repentance, it honors God. It's what it does. When we show forbearance to each other, it honors God. It gives glory to him. It helps others, us and others know that God is a God of mercy. And, and uh, it honors God in the eyes of each other. Uh, we live a life worthy of the calling we have received when we do this, right? Um, it keeps us unified. And, it, and again, it just shows the world who God is. Not who we are, it shows the world who we is. It's a testimony. Not in our forbearance of them, our forbearance of each other is what really matters, right? So, now I did say, I wanted to mention this. I did, I did kind of ask the question, how is it communal? Which may have confused some of you, like it doesn't make sense, but um, uh, it, it is something, right, that only happens in the context of relationship. Um, and it and and, uh, and and it's one way you could look at it too is um, uh, it's all it's all about how we interconnect with each other and with the Lord, right? You, you can't do it alone. And and actually, um, it's interesting because in contrast to love, joy, and peace, and the way the world looks at it, the 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 word forbearance, which isn't which is a different word that they use to describe it, talks about bearing someone else. Right? So, so when I think about um, uh, patience, often I think about patience in how it helps me. But when I think about forbearance, I think about how it blesses someone else. And that's the key behind all of these fruit, is they bless, you bless each other and get blessed in return. Go ahead. Of what? You, you have to say this in the microphone or people okay. online there will not hear. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I have an example of this communal aspect from last night. I was so frazzled. I had a long day, and I had left my shoes in front of Jared's room. And I think Jared saw me on my weakness, and instead of, like, being angry at me, he was very loving at me. He didn't criticize me, <laughs> and, and, and I felt very loved by that. Um, it was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 it's interesting if you guys, the more we talk about these things, I'm going to reflect on what I said in the beginning. Um, the, this is fruit uh, born out of relationship. It is not a virtue that you develop on your own. God isn't saying to you, go be a, a person of peace. Good luck, Doug. <laughs> right? He's not telling you to do that because if that's what happens, we tend to use worldly powers in order to achieve that rather than the spirit of God. And we achieve it in a way that reflects the world, not God, right? When we do that. So, so if I tell you to go peace, you'll probably, and I'm not saying this you personally, embrace a political spirit and try to do it that way, right? Politics is the way to peace, right? 
That is that is, but that's not what God's calling us to. That's not what we're talking about here. See, those are that's that's the the interesting thing about this. So it's not about me trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps, trying to form within myself these virtues. This isn't a to-do list. If you're a good Christian, you'll be a person who, who a person who has love, joy, peace, right, forbearance. It's about learning how to do this together, how to allow God to do this work. It's about building relationships with one another. It's about getting closer to one another. And so, so John has the best passage in all of scripture that talks about how to bear good fruit. That's John 15. And so we're, we don't have time to do this together, but I've given you, and some of you have done this before, it's a divine reading over John 15. There's four, four or five verses there, and this is how you do it. You read it through once or twice, actually. You listen, you ask the Lord what word or phrase is connecting with me. should be on the uh, second to last page, um, John 15. Um, and then you, uh, or the last page. Um, you guys flip over to that page. You should be able to see it here. It's be, so remember page four, okay? Yeah, how to grow on forbearance, all right? And, and I want you to do it with forbearance in mind, right? That's the fruit um, so that you want to bear. So read it through twice, reflect. What's the word or phrase? Read it through again, ask the Lord, how does this word or phrase connect with my life right now, especially around forbearance? And then read it through again and ask the Lord, what's your invitation to me through this scripture, Lord? We could do that together. I really like doing it together, but time-wise, we don't have the, the time for it. We need to end our time together. Do this, reflect on it, and God's going to show you a, a way you can grow, right? Together. Maybe something that we spoke about today or you thought of but didn't have a chance to share um, will help you. But again, uh, it's about how we, we love one another. It's about the joy we experience together. It's about, um, it's about the, the peace that we have as a community. So uh, to, cl- to close, I'll end, but why don't you take a couple minutes just to ask the Lord to help us grow as a community and forbearance around your table. And then I'll close. We have a couple more things we need to do after that, but why don't you go ahead and do that briefly. One person around each table and then I'll end. So. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, I, I thank you that you've, you've um, made us a body that we're not alone, but we have one another. And I thank you for the ways you help us, um, Lord, and the challenges that we face trying to figure that out and live that out. So help us to be a body that that, um, forbears with one another, God, that shows your love, expresses your joy and your peace um, through being patient in difficult situations and circumstances, God, even when we deserve something better. Um, help us, Jesus, to be able to do that as as a way to honor and glorify you together, but also as a representation to those around us that we are your followers. I, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.